This episode of Talking to Mod is sponsored by Parker Monkey Clothing. They've got everything you need from jumpers to polos to t-shirts to smocks and they've even got a special Parker coming out soon. I mean, they are called Parker Monkey after all. So go check them out at www.parkermonkeyclothing.com. You will not be disappointed. How are we doing, everyone? And welcome to episode 29 of Talking to Mod. Very, very excited for this week's episode. We have the very loved, the very talented, the one and only, the Queen of Manchester, Rowetta. I don't even want to do more of an intro because I want to get on with it. So sit back, relax, and enjoy it. Episode 29 with Rowetta. Ro, how are you? Hello. Oh, and send my glasses off. Can you see me all right? Yeah, I can see you, girl. You're looking fabulous. Oh, You're man, looking... I, can, I don't do makeup for when I'm in when I'm at home much, so I look terrible. No, neither do Apologies. I, to be honest. So don't worry about it. I can tell you've got more on than me. Oh, no, sh- I can't. Don't tell but me. I can't see if I look all right because I can't see without my glasses. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> can't how really. are you? How are you? You all good? I'm all right. Apart from like that really sad news about Steve Wright, my mum's got dementia, so she's had a first aid dementia group. In honesty, so it's not all all right. But um, I've had a really good start to the year, so I can't really complain. But but real life isn't, as everybody knows, real life is shit. Really, most of the time, uh, it's not all glamour. But um, yeah, there's a lot lot of rubbish going on. But um, I'm really had a positive start career wise. I'm sorry to hear that, but let's on to your career. You have absolutely smashed it out of the park so far, haven't you? I mean, let's talk about Shed Seven's album that come out. I mean, I had Rick on here on November. I've known Rick a while, lovely guy, and he was yeah. so excited for the album to be out. And when it came out, it speaks for itself, doesn't it? It really does. It's a brilliant album. But, you I mean, it's, it's really Shed Seven-y, but, but really current as well. But I think the track I'm on it is a bit different. Um, I, I am more punk probably than Shed Seven are, so I like that I've given it a bit of a raw edge. It's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. I know some people are going to think, oh, it's all perfect apart from Rowetta, but it also, it's, it's allowed some people who may not have got Shed Seven as much that they've listened and gone, actually, Shed Seven are brilliant. Um, and the same with Pete Doherty fans, you're going to get that. I think it's added a new audience on top of the ones that are already there. It just added something different. Um, and that song, um, when he said he had me in mind when he wrote it, straight away you could hear my voice on it. I know exactly what he means because it's got that raw edge. And it's, um, yeah, it's just a bit more punk for me than Shed Seven, some of them. You know, I remember being asked years and years ago, I think it was for TFI Friday, to do Going for Gold. And I didn't want to be known as a backing singer, so I said I didn't want to do it. But that probably wouldn't have been right for me, you know, that song. But um, I think I'm learning for live. I'm going to do one of their older songs when, we, when I join them live again and one of their new songs, apart from In Ecstasy. So I'm going to see which other songs. It's not worth travelling about to do one song, really. And I love singing with them. I love all the lads. They're brilliant musicians. And, um, and I love the songs. So, yeah, there's a couple I think I should. I'm doing York with them. I think they're doing two gigs in York. And I'm going to be doing Withenshaw Park with Blossoms, but I'm not singing with Blossoms. I have sung with Blossoms, but I'm not singing with Blossoms that day because I think we do the Man by Killers we did at the Radio One Live Lounge. But I think um, Withenshaw Park is so close to home. So it's, you know, I want my dog there all the time. So it's brilliant to be playing there. And um, yeah, so I'll definitely be doing an ecstasy with Shed Seven and then whatever else um, we'll see. But um, yeah, it's just, um, just a brilliant start to the year. It came out on my birthday, that album. And then for it to go to number one, it's a dream come true, like, really. No, uh, no, I mean, as I, as I mentioned before, lovely bunch of lads, and it couldn't have happened to a nicer group. I mean, they're so, exactly. they're just lovely people. And to see that, I had the biggest smile on my face when I saw it went to number one, honestly. Yeah, and because just... they've been going for so long as well, and they're doing it with a real, you know, like, real passion for music. And they are lovely people, but they work really hard. 
They made it work really hard. And the fans, oh my goodness me, buying five of every colour and all this lot. You know, really loyal fans. I love that. And yet the band give them everything, you know, and that's what a band should be about. I mean, I've enjoyed being in Happy Mondays, but they haven't done anything new for years. You know, and you know, it's like, I know Sean's saying he's putting Happy Mondays to bed. Well, it's about time really, because it stopped me from doing so many other things. Last year, I wanted to tour with Shed 7 because I was so excited about this new single. And I loved going to Australia with the Mondays, but it meant I couldn't do anything else. You know, there's a lot of times where I'm just, you know, I have to, because I won't let the fans down with Happy Mondays. I will turn up, but it just stopped me from doing other stuff. I promoting my other stuff. I have a lot of songs out. I work with a lot of producers. I work with a lot of bands. I write a lot. And yet Happy Mondays, I, I have been putting it first over the years because of the fans, because we're just doing the same songs over and over and not really doing different versions. So I think, it, it, you know, it's time. I've really enjoyed it, though. It's been a brilliant time. I've enjoyed most of it. I don't, I've not always gone with everybody, as everybody knows. But um, also since Paul Ryder's gone, it's not quite the same. But it's been still been brilliant. We've had a great year. And I'm looking forward to the tour. But, um, yeah, it's definitely time to have... It might be forever, and um, you know, because I think they're all going to be like in the mid sixties or something. And I, I think when I joined Happy Mondays, it was for the punkness of it. I love being in a punk band, but um, I'm still a punk, but they're not all punks. I'm a genuine punk, and just um, as everyone who knows me knows, or even if you don't know me, you see me. I don't care what I say. I say what I mean. I say what I think. So I've got a heart of gold, but I, but I certainly don't. I'm not like him. I don't care about rules really. If the rules are wrong. Um, and I really do say what I mean, and that's, and I don't, I don't, I'm hating all these, anybody copying me at the moment, what I'm wearing, are you mad, I'm nearly 60, fuck off, really, don't get the original, you know, wear what you want to wear, it's, it just annoys me, because, you know, I try and put a lot of thought into what suits me, I, I design my own clothes, when I see anybody copying me, you're lazy, you're not creative, and you're a wanker. Get, Honestly. Get, I some originality stop singing to yourself in front of the camera on instagram and design your own clothes wear something that suits you not that suits me because i put a lot of thought into what i wear i remember going on stage one time with you know pegs off washing line oh yeah yeah and i left them on the top as a joke and some stupid girl copied that it's like just get alive Anyway. That's a bit mental, that, isn't it? No, but that's what people like. They're just followers. Although you should all wear, obviously, the Adidas, this is the one stuff, because it is brilliant. And I couldn't believe I'm in the advert. But I'm in the advert. It was the best job I've ever had, because it's the best advert I've ever seen. I, still, I was actually crying when I first saw it. Um, and, yeah, it's just, it's just for me, as a United fan, and I love the roses, and I love Adidas. So, for me, it was just a dream come true. And, yeah. And, and there's again another brilliant start to this year. I've been so excited, I've had to keep it a secret uh, that was in this video. And then when I saw it, it was, just, it was just everything and more than I could have ever imagined. So, yeah, if you've got your kits, come on. I, I just had a bit of. I quite liked it, but the only thing that put me off was the Man United badge on it. So, no, I'm, I'm not. I mean, it's there. Yeah, you can cover it up. Go, go, yeah. I've been none of that, mate. You can cover it up. <laughs> you can cover it up. You can walk around like that. Stick a full badge on it. Yeah, and it's also reversible. I'm not advertising the is thing. It, is it Do you know what it? It's reversible. It is reversible. This I wore the other the other side on, but you and you can you can cover up the United badge. But yeah, this is reversible. I wore the other one on the advert. Yeah, yeah. But um, this. yeah, wow. but it's um, yeah, his, his ways of doing it. Do you know what? I stick an Adidas special on all my clothes. I put a badge on all of them. I've got a leopard skin skirt. And I've got an Adidas special because they don't make enough stuff for girls. I, I just put my own on, but I'm allowed because Gary Aston is my friend. So he knows I'm doing it in a good way. And I only really wear it when I'm stood next to Ian Brown. So I'm doing it in a cool way, promoting <laughs> the brand. So I do love my specials. But um, yeah, it's um, it's just been just a, an amazing start to the year. As I said, all the things I love coming together. Uh, Shed 7 has been a great start. I'm loving the fact that the Mondays are doing a tour, a final tour, uh, which I'm saying final. Because I think Sean's saying it might be put to bed for three or four years. I'm not sure what anybody will want to be doing the same songs. Then, I mean, they might do. They can do it without me, um, probably, or could do it without whoever. But it's not Happy Mondays. No. Don't even pretend it's Happy Mondays. If you get another girl in, what well, would sound like me? That's the one thing I have got. They can dress like me, but they don't have the voice. And they won't. And they're not a punk. 
and they're not punk. And I'm not being big-headed. That's not always been a good thing for me. That's just I am original, and I'm proud of that. It's only rum one row wetter, and we all know, I know and love that. Fuck for that. <laughs> <laughs> No, but you... no, no, I'm loved as well. I'm loved as well, but Fair not enough. everyone loves me, but, but fucker. Excuse my language. Do no. um, you know I'll what? I'm in such a sweary mood today because it's been a long day. As I said, my mum's been to her first dementia meeting. It took me ages to get her into a group. And then she came back. She said, it wasn't bad. It's just been one of them days. Um, but tomorrow I've got a really nice day ahead. I'm going to do some stuff with Becky Want, who I love at the BBC. And it's World Radio Day today. Steve Wright's just passed away. I'm going to be working with his son, Tom. So I'm really sad for him and sending all my love to Tom and the family. But I am looking forward to working with Tom Wright. That would be fun. Briefly then, when we were talking about the Mondays, you mentioned Paul and the sad, like when he sadly passed away. Now, I think I was at one of the, um, one of the Kaleidoscope Festival. That was like literally a couple of weeks after the passing, wasn't it? Do you remember that? I do, was it? Something Palace, Alessandra Palace. Alessandra Palace, that yeah. was it. And we were all watching and you could see Sean and you just, as, I mean, I've seen the Mondays many times in the past and you could just tell that it was something quite, you know, there's a big part missing, wasn't there? Well, it was for us, I don't know, like Sean and Paul didn't get on, you know, and he's, he's not reacting well at the moment, um, in, not in a nice way, you know, he's, you know, there's some not nice words being said, um, which I just, I just can't really stand on stage when he says them but they didn't get on and it's like the feud is still going on for whatever reason. I just want to keep right out of that. All I will say about that weekend was it was one of the hardest ones for me. Because I think we, we, we only had him a week or two. I mean, I, I saw his body, pass. we all went to see him. And um, so we saw him passed away when he'd been dead about an hour or two. And it's just the most horrible thing. So it's still, on, uh, that vision was still on my mind. And I sat next to him or behind him on the bus so I was always inches away from him on the bus when we travelled. So the travelling to a gig has been very difficult for me. And Mikey, bless him, is so lovely and he's wonderful on base. But for years I've travelled next to or by the side of or in front of or behind Paul Ryder. And on almost all my photographs when we stop, he's the one he would, you know, we'd have a little selfie outside, whatever. We did it outside the last gig I did with him, the Isle of Wight. It was only him I have a picture with and that was just because we just used to always take pictures. But I was very, very close to horse and um, so I miss him. And so whatever the feuds have been about and it's, it's deep, I just, that's one of the reasons, you know, I think it's time to have a break definitely with the Mondays because it's heartbreaking. Um, but but he's never forgotten, obviously, and his bass lines were incredible. And he, um, and he was very important to me and a good friend. So from my perspective, it was a very hard weekend because I think we played Cardiff, first of all which was with Primal Scream, Cardiff Castle. But I think we did three gigs in a row without Paul for the first few. And it, as I say, it was traveling. And remember getting off the bus and Simone, who I love from Primal Scream, she was waiting to say hi to me. And I just, I just couldn't even, I, was, I, I just opened my eyes. And I, was, I just, I, I was like, wasn't it? It was all surreal. I was in a daze. It was, it's just horrible. It's like losing a family member. And I haven't got a big family. So it killed me, to be honest. Um, and and I don't I don't recommend seeing going seeing someone and saying goodbye to them when they passed. Um, he didn't even look dead; he just looked like a bit bloated. Well, the thing is, I mean, you you it was there for everyone to see exactly what he meant to you because there was a part in it when you were singing, and after you just felt like you needed someone to hug you. And at that point, I remember Bez coming over to you and just giving you the biggest hug. And it's um, I mean, I can. I don't I don't really think to be honest when I've been with the Mondays I've not really felt enough love I felt it from the fans felt it from people like Ian Brown who loved him Terry Hall was so wonderful because he loved horse I invited Terry to the funeral but he wasn't well um and I didn't feel it as much from the management or anything like that to be honest but luckily I've got millions of friends I really have got great friends all around the world and the fans of the band have been incredible and so I've really felt the love that way. Um, but I don't need it from, I don't need it from anybody uh, managing or whatever the band, I don't need it. It's almost over the Mondays. So, you know, we'll get over this next bit and then we move on. And um, as I said, I've got so much love, so many friends. I work with some of the best talent in the world. I'm so lucky. You know, and Gary, Gary Whelan's incredible. He's, he's, he's listening to his songs now. 
He's one of the best songwriters I've heard for years. He is like a Leonard Cohen. So I listen to his songs and I sing with him on some of the songs, but he's incredible. Now he's got more confidence to be a singer as well. He's got better and better and better. And um, yeah, so listen out for Gary Whelan. Um, and um, yeah, and I'm hoping to be working with Ian Brown very shortly. And I think that'll happen. Um, I think if you wait long enough, things like that happen. And this all, be all became a real thing, I think. I sang at Paul Ryder's funeral and Ian really did love Paul. And it sang Bridge Over Troubled Water and it really moved him. He said it was the best live song he'd ever see seen. And that's because he loved Paul. And we, I sang it next to Paul's body. And um, so because of that, I think something might happen. Well, I think it will happen with, with me and Ian Brown. But I love the fact that if it happens, I think it will be because of Paul. And because we loved him. And I think that will be like, um, yeah, I do. If it happens, but I think it will. And I wouldn't say it if I didn't think it would. And I'm saying it again and again and again because that'll make it happen even more. You know? I mean, in your career, Ro, you've worked with some incredible names. Yeah. I mean, as uh, for for someone in in, your, in the industry to have the CV you've had to the people you've been performing with, toured with, it's absolutely incredible. And that just goes to show you just how incredible you are. And going back to what you said a minute ago, you are so loved by all the fans. Like as soon as I put a post out that I was doing, having you on the podcast, it had so much love, more love than I've oh. had on anyone. Don't that's because... that dying. No, no, no don't. I have to tell people as well. Well, I have to tell people. And I mean, I get loads of messages. Can you help me or can you sing on this? And I don't sing on loads of people's tunes because I just, well, I can, I, but for a start, I couldn't sing on it live. I couldn't do live gigs with every band. I don't, and I'm not a backing singer. So it's the way I'm asked. If you really think that a song was for me and, you, and I, you're going to let me write some of it probably as well to make it more me, then I, I do listen to them. But I'm not singing everybody's tunes. But um, yeah, it does matter if the massive stars you're going to listen more likely to. But I've sung on people, I've sung on bands that have never done anything before and I have done. But um, I don't have a manager. I don't have anybody. I don't have a team. Um, I've come from a battered wives home. I had nothing. I came away from my ex-husband with nothing, no clothes, no nothing. I just had two babies, didn't have any nappies. I left with nothing in 1987. And in 1988, 89, I sang the song Reach Out, which has been now sampled by everybody. Boom, boom, pow, Black Eyed Peas, Todd Terry, but loads of people and still is. There's an amazing remix of it coming out with Hot Since 82, which is coming out now in 2024. And these are all like, the best in the world, all these Oliver Heldens in the tune with Solado, all these big names wanting to work with me, me with no manager, no nothing, me very down to earth, very, you know, I just walk around picking dog shit up all morning, first thing in the morning. I'm up at six in the morning, most mornings, online, doing my emails, doing the bits like that, and then spend a bit with my dog. And then I go, I'm a mum's sole carer with dementia. And all in the meantime, I've built a studio at my home during the lockdown and learn how to use it really well so I don't have to leave the house so that I can look after my mum and do the real things. And I manage myself and I'm just saying, if I can do that, you can do it, everybody can do. Just find out what you're really good at and don't give up. You can, you know, I, I actually wrote in November last year, I think I would really love a number one in the real charts. And I've got one with Set Shed 7, you know, in January that happened. And I just wrote it down just to see if it worked this writing shit down. Because it didn't work last year, I wrote shit down. It didn't all work. It doesn't always work. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to start writing other things down. You know, like I want my mum to get better and things. But, you know, and most of the things not selfish or for me, but slip a little few selfish ones in. Because if I'm not well and I'm not doing well, then I can't help anybody. And a big thing for me is always giving back. And I will not, if you ask, I do do a lot of charity work. But, and I do, but I don't like bragging about it or anything because it's, that's, people do use it. I'm doing a charity single and they're saying that because it's the only way they're going to get a single out half the time. But so I don't do just charity singles for the sake of it, but I do support people and I do stuff in real life. And that's important to me to always do that. And anyone who knows me knows that I do that. I help when I can, but I'm not a multimillionaire and I'm, I can't give everybody every penny I've got. Uh, I just try and do my bit. But if, you, if you've got a cat's home in Cambridge, I'm not coming to sing for you because it's too far and I'm more of a dog lover. But this is what I get asked every day. Can you do, help me do the Peterborough, Peterborough for cats and all this? No, I'm not. I'm not getting up out of my chair. It's for anybody's cat in Peterborough. It's too far. 
but nothing against cats but i'm just saying i am ambassador amongst to dogs homes i love dogs but yeah no i'm gonna get loads of people who like cats now slagging me off i'm just saying though people will ask me to do anything and i offer to sing everything to help people you know that a camera we've got a day off i'd rather i would help you if it's not too far and it doesn't affect the job to look after my mum but then they asked me to do the marathon for them or run 10 miles i don't want to run i don't want to walk i said i'll sing for you but they always want me to do something active i'm not really active unless i'm on stage i like walking my dog and that's about it i'm not doing a marathon i'm not running 10 miles i'm not doing a 10k 5k i don't care i don't care if your dog is ill i'm not running 5k for your dog i'll sing and that's it and that's it don't ask me to do anything active. You always do it. Well, will you do one mile? No, I don't want to do anything that's got anyone who knows me. I get a taxi to the shop. I don't like walking. I, don't, I only walk if I've got a dog in my lead by my side. I, I do any beaver. I just I pay people to go to the shop for me, and the shop's just over there because it's too hot. I love a beaver, but it's too hot for me. So I pay loads of lads, and they're always good looking to go to the shop for me and stay with me for days. It's heaven. <laughs> you, to my you life. Deserve, let me tell you now you deserve your own show right oh, thank you. because you're fucking hilarious right? oh, it's my life don't be cheeky no, no, I mean, like, just no just come funny. to a beaver and go to shop for me and you have a ball you have the best week of your life literally that's all we do well it's not all we do <laughs> i mean i don't have sex with them no i don't have sex with anyone i don't i get called frigid every day when i'm in a beaver because when I say go to the shop for me and come back and bring me some whiskey, that's what I mean. And we can talk all night. You, I might, you might get a snog, but that's it. I'm not a slag. <laughs> Snogs, as far as I'm a really good kisser, though. That's just like it's like sex. I don't know what to say. Like, I... <laughs> let, you, you might let me come to a beef for you, man. Find out. You'll get me in trouble with this. I'm joking. <laughs> Right, you you throw me right off here, mate. Like, I'm not even joking. <laughs> Got to send me on, then, yeah. <laughs> Still, wait, waste of time on frigid, apparently. Um, so, so yeah, you, you're looking forward to getting back on stage. Yeah, I'm going on the next gig actually is with Graham Park on the 24th of February. It's the second birthday of Vivid People Disco at the amazing Steelyard. I've been there for the DJ Mag Awards. I'm really good friends with the editor of DJ Mag, Carl Loban. And so I went there with him and it's incredible. And so I'll be there on the 24th of February. It's sold out, but apparently you can get on the, get you on the waiting list. Uh, but that'll be good. We're doing all 80s and 90s tunes. That's my next gig, I think, 24th of February. I've just done um, a seminar in Manchester, which is incredible for nighttime economy um, on lots of panels there. Um, cultivating new talent local talent very important to me get some black kids famous please god there's so many young black lads in manchester but no hardly anybody it's all liam gallagher and brown who i love and all those but we do need you know and i'm the queen of manchester and dj paul is but we need loads more queens and kings of color it's really important you know because for some reason they're not discovered the same way so that's important to me and don't forget as well all the little white kids and as well i'm not but I mean, they do seem to have it a lot easier. And I never moan about colour, but it's just, it's a thing. And um, yeah, and the other thing was for people who, when you go on stage and you, the, the highs of being on stage, and then when you come back off stage, the lows. So it's high, you know, and, and that was a great panel and really important. I did this for Tonic Rider, which is a charity that Terry Hall introduced me to. And because everybody knows, I think now, that he, he suffered from depression. As most of us do in a way, I just never call it depression, but we all get very, very low. And when you go on stage and you feel this adrenaline and everyone loves you, it, when you come off, and I get it sometimes, you don't get a lot of, you know, very rarely people say, when I go backstage, that was amazing, Rowetta. I don't need them to, but they think, oh, you know, you're good, Rowetta. It would be nice sometimes if people said, though, that was a really good gig. And Gary Whelan always does, I have to say, our drummer. But very other few people do. I don't think, they just don't because they think I know I'm good. And it's like, that's bollocks. I tell people that are brilliant, they're brilliant all the time because they give me this buzz. They give me goosebumps. And, you know, if someone plays really well, you should tell them. If somebody does any job really well, if somebody's kind when you go to a shop 
I always say thank you for me because you just put a smile on my face. And yeah, that'll make their day. And yet people don't give a shit about making my day. They think, oh, she's all right. We're actually not all right. You know, that's, you know, but because of the fans and um, well, I don't even like calling people fans, but because of the love that I've got, especially since social media, it's, I'd like to thank everybody who's been kind to me because it's been everything. Cause you, you do go through some really hard times. You know, lose, I've lost a lot of friends. The more friends you get, the more you lose, obviously. I sang at a funeral on my birthday this year, on the 5th of January. Shed Seven's album came out. I couldn't go to the launch because I was singing at James Master's funeral. He was the head of media at the Hacienda. And on the surface, everything seemed fine. And, you know, and he jumped off a bridge. And I sang at his funeral on my birthday. And that's what my life was like last year, hearing lots of news like that. Because the, you're on stage and in this business, you look like it's so glamorous and amazing. And in real life, you've got so many other, and so many jealous people and nasty people as well. And they don't support you. And I don't get a lot of support about from the people around me, in honesty. Only my friends who have nothing to do with the industry quite often or friends in other bands. And I have to thank people like The Farm, who were always amazing and support. We all support each other. And as I say, Gary Whelan. And there's lots of people in the industry. Damien Morgan's amazing. DJ Paulette and me, so supportive. And she is a queen. And so if you want to be a DJ, and especially if you're a female as well, then really, well, everybody should read Paulette's book anyway. Welcome to the, welcome to the, well, welcome to the club. You've got to read it. Um, it's just, she's so honest and it doesn't matter what color you are or what you do eat for a living i think it'll help you there's not many people that are honest and brave in this industry i'm honest and brave but i think my book's going to be a bit books it's so hard to write my book i'm trying and hopefully it'll be a biopic as well um but but i am going to get i need help because it is difficult i've had so many dirty bastards and people doing really nasty things to me in the past and um so many sleaze balls not just like being raped not things like that not being battered you know sometimes um mentally trying to break me down and and others and watching it is um in this industry it's it's sick it's shit and it does need to be told and it will be if i can 100 percent, 100 percent. i just just before i let you go just to add on that like you said you know um and I, I don't have to go at nine o'clock. You go when you want. I just thought I'd be knackered because I knew I'd got a big day today with my mum and it's just stressful. So I just, I just, I honestly, I've been falling asleep like pretty early and waking up really like 20 to, 20 to four every morning ever since this seminar though, because I've, so you know you've got too many things on your mind. I just can't sleep. So, and I don't want to get into that where you start taking sleeping tablets. So no, I'm no. just, I don't like taking tablets for anything. And it's like, in the moment I'm going through, I must be going through the menopause. My periods will stop eventually, but it's just, until they do, you know, I'm just trying to get through this stage. And I'm in a band with someone talking about male menopause. They've got no idea what it's really like to be a woman sometimes. So I'm getting to, going through all that at the moment in reality, but I'm just not there yet. So I'm just, um, yeah, I'm just trying to, um, yeah, just trying to be and um, just live like we all are. It's difficult. Hundred percent, hundred percent. What you said there, though, um, especially when we mentioned the, the late great Terry Hall, who um, I got to meet a few times through uh, in this industry, friends with a few of the band members, and um, as you say, everything seems you know like great happy when you're on the stage and yeah. it's the same as with me and that's what led me into sobriety because after after a show i'd just i'd have to replace the buzz i had when i had on the stage i had yeah. to replace it so i still wanted to live on that buzz so i'd be drinking and doing whatnot and fucking there's only so much you can keep dicing with that to try and to keep uh, high going do you know what i mean oh it means but, we can't be friends though doesn't it because i'm still there i'm just kidding no, the thing is, I can, because I really do, I drive every day, I have to for my mum. So I do party, I still party, but I, I time it well. I usually go to Spain for a day, because I have to get away. I go one night, party all night, and then come out, drink a lot of whiskey, and then I come back sober up and don't drink all week, where other people can't switch off. And so, and you do need, you know, so you have to become sober. And I've got so many friends, it was just ruining their relationships, their lives. I'm lucky it's not root. Well, it's probably, it's probably, I've not got a relationship because I don't want one, but alcohol hasn't been the problem with me. I'm very lucky that way. I never turned to alcohol for that. 
I just do it to party when I want to. And it's just giving up cigarettes was my hardest thing. And I gave up cigarettes. Once I knew I could give up cigarettes, that was my addiction. And I used to glue sniff. That was my addiction. Giving up glue sniffing, I couldn't, until I gave that up, I was a mess. And, you know, I did it till quite late on, you know, sneakily as well. It's, that was my drug. So well done getting sober, though. But if you come off and you and you, it's, it's a problem, it's mm. really difficult. You just got to find out if it's an addiction. And it's because addiction, it's the addiction. You can be addicted to people, can't you? If I'm addicted, I've not been addicted to anyone. I've got people who they can't, they can't get over me. And it's like, you've got to leave me alone. You know, they can't get over me because I'm just a habit. You know, it's not even that they love me. And just they just get you get used to people, don't you? Being around, and it's like when you, you get used to being a, a parent, and then your kids leave, you do need something to replace it. And I'm happy I've got my dogs, and they're much easier than children, really. But um, you know, and boyfriends, so I just can't have anybody relying on me or addicted to me. And I don't want to be addicted to anybody else. I'm addicted to singing and being on stage, and I found that during the pandemic, without it, I'm nothing. I've, I've felt nothing. And then I've, I've, I've filled that gap by recording at home with some of the biggest people in the world who would normally be away on tour. And that do, it helps, but then you do start to feel really bad because you must have it as well. The adrenaline of being on stage is everything, isn't it? And, then, and you don't need the alcohol for that bit. No. That's, you can't beat that bit. That's why I'm addicted to that high. And I'd love to say hello to Jude Rogers, who's helping with me with the book. Um, she did the most beautiful piece in The Gentlewoman and has convinced me that a, a, the book can be written. So if it's going to be written, hopefully it'll be with Jude and we'll get it done this year, but we're going to try. So uh, sorry about that. But yeah, no, congratulations on your sobriety, but it means you can't come to Ibiza with me. Oh, you could. Uh, go to the <laughs> shop, go to the shop, drop your booze off and go get out. Uh, that's exactly what will it be. It'd be go down the local shop and get a little carry out for you and then fuck off. Exactly. It, eh? And you know, and I'll give you 10 euros for doing it and that's it. That's, All right, let's book up Bifa. Let's book. Telling you, that, that's right. It's not enough nowadays. Now people, now people can't get a visa or whatever they can't because of Brexit. I'm stuck. I've got a lack of young lads to go to the shop for me. Last year wasn't as easy as usual, but I think I'm going to be singing at Pikes this year at the IMS, which is um, the International Music Summit. And at Pikes on the 25th of April, at Back to Mine, we agree, it's an amazing party. I went there last year, party back at mine at Tony's room. It will, if you don't drink, don't come to my room. If you don't drink, <laughs> I don't want any. No, somebody gave me some chocolate mushrooms last year for the first time in my life. And I thought someone had pooed in my hand and they made me lick it. And I, I said, I can't lick it. I thought somebody had pooed in my hand. That's how good their mushrooms were. And I licked it, but it was chocolate. So, yeah, so that's what's happening this year. I think it's legal there. <laughs> anyway, if it isn't, I won't do it again. But it, it was just amazing last year. No, and that was, um, and but what it does for work, if you can afford to go at any point to any of these, these uh, seminars, like the one in Manchester the other day, there's one in Brighton, Brighton Music Conferences in May. You, everybody's there. You've got, you meet people like Carl Cox, Todd Terry, Wes Saunders, head of, head of Defected, who is so down to earth and nice. Uh, Seamus from Defected. All these people from Warner's, Sony, all the biggest labels. Get yourself down to these music conferences. Even if you can't afford to go into the conference, hang about, go in the cafes, you know, or, you know, message me. I'm, I'm about everywhere. I'll be, I'll be on some of the panels this year. I'm going to go there for three days. It really does help. Go to Amsterdam Music Event if you can go to Amsterdam Dance Event. If you're a DJ or a singer, I think it's really helpful. Help, it's really helped me. You're just walking along the street, David Getter's there. Do you know what I mean? People that you might not meet. Um, I'm very lucky people know me now and they approach me. But I was just saying I did find it really helpful. As a, like I'm, I am quite shy in those environments because I don't have a manager. I don't have a team pushing me and so I, I would never go up to David Getter and go do you know what your name rhymes with mine should we do a tune together but if, if I've got somebody around me and I'm at these conferences I did the other day I said to his agent the other day in Manchester at the, at the seminar here my my name rhymes with David Getter can you tell him you never know it might work it might do and if it doesn't it's not the end of the world I do work with a lot of good people so it'll be fine Mentioned Brighton.
Brighton there. I mean, Brighton's like my second home. Uh, I used to always take my mum. My mum loves Brighton. And look, it's just too far. Place. Beautiful. It's just so hard place. to get to. It takes hours to get to Brighton. I can't drive that far. I wish it was a bit nearer and I wish, well, I wish we had sea and then we'd be just as good as it. We'd just start on the beach. No, I really love Brighton, but it's, it's just the journey getting there. It is, it's a trek. And now they stop flights to Gatwick. It's, um, it used to be, uh, return 58 quid to Gatwick. Yeah. Perfect. And then, just, and then just a short train to Brighton. But now, you, last time I did Heathrow, this time I'm flying to Heathrow and then, uh, yeah, getting an hour train or whatever. But it's worth it. Always oh, worth it when you get there. Brighton is happening, and it's got so many amazing talent, so much amazing talent there. Very, very great place for music. Before I let you go, let's talk about the place that you absolutely adore. And I mean, you're not called the Queen of Manchester for no, no. reason. Let's talk about Manchester. Now, Manchester is a place that is quite special to myself as well, uh, and that is because Manchester was somewhere me and my partner. We, it was like our first official date, oh. and we spent we spent about five days in this hotel. Um, no, we didn't spend five days in the hotel. We went out and fucking explored and that, but we stayed in this hotel. I can't think what it was called from the. I can't think at all. But it's just what I loved about Manchester is there was this cool Oldham Oldham Street. Yeah, Old Oldham Street. Oldham Street. It's got, yeah, it's got the uh, oh, what's the poster shop called, and it's got all the. Well, that's uh, where Dry Bar was and Piccadilly Records and. I don't know what the poster shops could don't test me. It's something like, oh, so someone. That's what Google's for. Stop it. Hey, Stop someone knows, like, pull it in. But it was like. Par Athena. No. What's uh, up? I don't know. I don't know. I don't really panic, walk a lot along Google. Is it called panic posters or something like it that? It might be. But remember, I'm a lot older than you. And I only used to hang about on Oldham Street when Dry Bar was there. And it's not been there for years. That's the truth. I'm not on Oldham Street a lot anymore. No, but it's just such a lovely place. I mean, I've had a many back in the day, a few good nights I mean, out in Manchester. It's different as well. now. It's different now. It's, there's lots of um, people from your neck of the wood have moved here because it's probably just cheaper. The BBC's here. It's a different place than it used to be. I'm more like old school, like um, old Coronation Street, them, them women who are just in your face, say what they mean. And if you don't get it, fuck off. It's one of, you know, very, very dry, um, very, a bit filthy. Uh, in the humour and I like that I like really raw and real people I hate anything fake and it has gone a little bit fake a little bit artificial but it's brilliant and it's up there with any and it's same best places to live in the world it's always up there best places to visit Manchester best nightlife Manchester we're up there all the time so um, I used to like it how it was before but I love the fact that because you know I'm, I'm not a baby anymore so I love the fact that people are coming and Warehouse Projects is massive it's brilliant all the best DJs come here so we've got a hacienda for the young people so it's great as I say I'm too old for, really for a lot of the scene but I see I've sung at Warehouse Projects a couple of times and it's incredible I'm very very lucky and I'll do it again I love Warehouse Projects but um, yeah no Manchester is about the people but anyone coming here thinking it's friendly don't be fooled. We're nosy, nosy, and we're, we're not that friendly. We're just lying if we're being pretending to be friendly. We just want to know what you're here for, what you're doing, most people. Yeah, I, I can be friendly for about five minutes with someone who's a fake and not really nice. I can try, but, but it won't last long because I'm not really that friendly to everybody because it's bullshit. You don't be friendly to everybody. You don't go, hi, what's your name? You know, pretending. Get on with your own business. And just, you know, and if you get on, you get on. That's how I think it should be. But I do, I, what I love about Manchester is it's real. It's raw. I mean, real Manchester, real people. And we think we're better than everyone else. We know we're not. But we pretend we think we're better than everyone else. We pretend we think we're harder than everybody else. We don't ever pretend we think we're prettier than everybody else. We just, well, Liam Gallagher sometimes does act like, but he is pretty gorgeous looking, to be fair. But um, it's that swagger. And I mean, I have lads walking towards me and they can't see me coming at first. Then when they see me coming, they start to walk like Liam and Ian and they go, yeah, I like that. And you can see they don't even, they don't even talk like that. They probably talk like that. But they just change as they see me walking towards them. And I think, what a dick. What a dickhead. Just be yourself. I went to Berry Grammar, which was quite a posh school. So I've got posh friends and I've got really, you know, big proper scallies. And I love them all the same as long as they're real and genuine. What I don't like is pretending to be, you know, don't be a tribute, but unless it's your job, then, you know, good on you. 
but but just be yourself is is the most important thing be real unless the real uses shit bag then try and change but then um, the most most important thing is to be real and be true to yourself and just do for others really think about others this is a nice saying to be kind but it's not always that easy to just be kind if you've been treated badly it can be quite hard to be kind and not be bitter but you know there's there's ways you know try and get help if you if you're struggling that's and especially men men it is easier now for men to speak about it um there's lots and lots of places that well i mean there's no internet we didn't have phones when i was young you literally you, you wouldn't you had nobody to phone you would kill yourself before you'd ring the samaritans then you'd kill yourself or you'd try back in my day when you were down and nowadays there's loads of places so just let's try and help everybody else you know and if you do become successful make sure you try and look for somebody else to have some of that success as well in whatever it is i can't draw a horse if you can draw a horse i'll fucking try and make you famous because I, it's dead hard to draw a horse i can't draw anything you know if, if you can if you can do anything find what you love and what you're really good at and if you can't be a success at it, try and help other people do it. Try and help somebody successful. I don't give singing lessons because I just couldn't teach anyone to sing like I do. I think it's, it's just not my cup of tea. I think I'd be ripping someone off. But what I do do is I give advice, you know, and I've been in schools and done that for nothing. And try and spot people like me who would never have, I didn't get, I didn't sing till I was about 13, 14. My mum used to tell me to shut up. I couldn't get in the choir and I was never spotted so i got no absolute and i still don't get that much support or you know like just just a bit of um encouragement and it can be devastating and i might never have sung because i didn't have any of that encouragement so try and encourage people now i get loads of encouragement and now it's embarrassing now it's like oh you're amazing but as i say i come off stage most of the time and there's quite a lot where nobody would even say you were great tonight rowetta and you go to an empty dressing room and you go well aren't the shit bags then we don't even say you're good and you or you look nice or you you know anything they just can't say it sounds you know it's obvious what it is isn't it i don't uh, need them to say because you come off stage and everyone's going yes because i'm comfy on stage i know when i walk on the stage that's where i'm meant to be it's a gift none of my family sing i was given a gift you know my dad was shot dead i've had everything else unlucky happen to me but what i've got is this really good voice and I've, I connect with audiences like people, most people can't. So I think it's a real gift. And I'm going to really take it with me when I, when I pass away. Please just remember that I had this gift from nowhere. It came, you know, and, and, and I hope, I hope, I hope I've given some people some pleasure and I've done something good with the world when I go. 100%. I tell you, you've given me, a, like, I've really enjoyed chatting to you oh, tonight. Thank you. It's, been, it's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, you've, yeah. It's been brilliant, thank you. No. I was thinking you're from Manchester, that's how cool I thought you were. When I said Brighton's too far, I was thinking you, you're from one of us. Well, you're not one of us, so... No. I can't even do the accent. No, it wasn't, either, but, oh, it wasn't the accent. It wasn't the accent, it's the personality. It's probably the haircut and all that. Lot. Oh, no, I get stitched up with that one. But, um, no, I'm, I'm over in Belfast oh, now. I, was, I, I love was, Belfast. Yeah, I, next time you're over here, you have to let me know. Well, no, then, won't, because... Because you don't drink, so no, thank you. Listen, listen. No. There's a lot of non-alcoholic. My missus drinks. You and her. Oh, I'll go out with your missus, yeah. Because one of my best friends for years, she was from Dunmerry near Lisbon, not far from Belfast. Yes, yes. And then when I first yes. went to Belfast, and all that had been on the telly was all about warring and, and guns and bombs. And then when I went there, there was this club I sang at. Oh, and he had a big lion, and, no, tiger at the... Oh, it was amazing. By the sea. Oh, it's, what's it called? Everyone from Belfast will know what I mean. It's got a big, a big stuffed tiger, and it was by the sea. And no, like, the, the the fish, the big, uh, the big fish, the big, uh, uh, like steel fish, right by the bridge, by the. No, the, uh, the harbor, it's a tiger. No, you, you stoned when you saw Where it. Have you got a fish? Oh, a stuffed tiger. Oh, I, ignore me. Everyone will know what I mean of a certain age. Then I first went there when that of the war was all. all Everything it was all about you, you know, the most bombed hotel you're staying at this and that. And I got there and I was like, well, it was just this the most amazing, amazing club. It was fantastic, and Belfast was beautiful. And I went, they don't put this on the telly, do they? Uh -huh. They don't put anything nice about it. They they just don't. And it just shows you they used to do it in Moss Side and that they'd make they'd make Moss Side look terrible, but Salford was all right. You're more likely to get 
at the time you're more likely to get mugged in Moss Side than you were. Sorry, you were more likely to get mugged in Salford than Moss Side, but they made it look like we had a big black problem here where you were at least likely grannies were getting mugged in Salford, but it didn't get put on the news. So let's make sure you remember, don't believe everything you see on the telly at all. Oh, I'm a big, big believer of that. I, uh, I actually, I made up a trick about that, about don't always believe what you hear and what you see. Yeah. And uh, I did this trick where sort of you had, you saw... Oh, yeah, you've got your magician. I've got, oh, I've got magic trick in my bag as well, but you can't, can't get it out. I'll show you when it comes to Belfast. It's, it's like the woman story in The Woman in Half, but it's right. a cigarette. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, I get it out all the time. It's, I don't know how it works, but it's brilliant. Shall I do a quick one for you? Go on, I love it. Let me put my glasses on. I can't see. All right, let's try. My glasses so are filthy. Is... Just a minute. Let me clean my glasses. This is totally just a minute. Off, off, off the cuff. Is in. it pick a card? Oh, no, good. no, no, no. Right. Think of any card in a deck, though. Like, there's 52. Don't think of a picture card. That's too obvious. And don't think of an ace. So think of a numbered playing card in a deck. You yes. got it? Yeah. What is it? Six of hearts. The six of hearts. Now... This is a stray jacket. Hey. Right? Is it? This, you can't get this right. I probably won't. That's why I'm not on the fucking Are TV. That and probably okay. because of my attitude. No, but in this deck of cards, <laughs> in this deck of cards, right, you said, what did you say? Not that. No, no. What is it you said? You said the six of hearts, wasn't it? Yeah, we're looking for it now. No, oh. look. Every single card is face up except from one card. Fuck off. Every card is face up except from... The Six of Hearts. That's amazing. Thank you. Is that a joke? No, How no, no. Jokes How are funny. Got, that's impossible. Nothing. It's impossible. Because you can't, you wanna, uh, can't even know, because my favourite number is 26. You can't even look it up. Do you want to see another one quickly? How do you do that? Very well. That's impossible. Yeah, we'll that's try like this one. Magic. We'll try oh this one. Oh, my God. I'll, I'll leave you with this one. Right. You see, all the no, cards are different, yeah? Stick the bins on. Stick the bins on. You see, all the cards are different, yeah? Go over that trick. I won't yeah? be Everyone's different. It's sleeps and has six of hearts. They're all say, different. Say stop. Stop. There? Right. Remember that yeah. card. You got it? Yeah. Right. It doesn't matter if I see it. I've seen well, the trick before. Well, you've obviously seen it. I've seen see... the trick. I've seen the trick. No, before. you Don't can worry about it. see the card because I can see me. So, but no, no, no. I'm not doing the trick. This, see this bit of paper. Yeah. Yeah. I can fold this bit of paper so it looks like a magical assistant, and it's a it's a skill that I learned when I went backpacking across the Isle of Wight. Watch carefully, all right? There it is. There, that's the magical assistant. Now that is Harrison. Okay. Mm -hmm. He knows what card you picked. You know, it doesn't matter if I see it. It's all about Harrison, okay? And he knows that the card that you picked was the Ace of Hearts. Open the paper. Oh, wow. Magic. Well, your first one was the best ever, though, but I love that one as well. But the first one, that's... Mind-blowing. That's blown me away. That's that's your second best one, but the first one, that six of hearts, I'll never go over that. Oh, good. I have to I have to cut that. Bit yeah, out it's and just a, it as a video. That that one was a bit mixed up because of the the pick. The Harrison put me off. Oh wow! Well, fucking oh. yeah. teach. If I could do that trick, I'd give up singing. I'd do that everywhere. And oh, do you know? I'd, I'd go to someone. Let me just do this. I could. I wouldn't have to pay anyone ten euros to go to the shop for me in Ibiza. Oh my no! No, honest to God, that's the best trick. Thank no, you. I mean it. That's your own. No, I'm there. I'm there. Thank you. Should, you should have a TV show just doing that I, every night. I, do you know what? Right, I've done a few things on the TV, but it's never. I remember work. I mean, you know what sort of the industry's like. They they want to sort of mould you into what they think people want to see. Yeah, but in I. The, you know, and I don't they look... do really. I don't do reality things like some no, of the bands. They do every TV show, no. but so do you know what I mean? Like, but well, that trick is fucking. That's special, and Thank I've you. I've seen cards coming out of oranges. You know, when oh, they yeah. do that, when you yeah. and all that lot I've seen, and 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 things that can blow you away. But that one, you couldn't have known 
own six of hearts. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I think, should we leave it as that? Just, it can't get better than that. I know, I'm right? <laughs> getting out my trick now, ever. Oh, well. But, listen, oh, and honestly, Thanks for having I, me. But that, that's, no. oh, that's really cheered me up. That's amazing. Oh, I hope it I has. Because, uh, I genuinely love magic. I mean, I just love, can't even tell. Some people are like, I, I even watch them shows when how they show you how to mm. do it, but I still don't know how they do it. It's still amazing, Penn and Teller yeah. and all that. But no, I love magic. Thank no. you. Thank you. And uh, again, like, it's, it's been, no. just been lovely to speak to you. Oh, wait, and, I, I know I, I love... kept putting you off, but I wasn't ready to speak to you yet. So I was, I was tonight. It's so all right. You. That's all right. It's, it's, As it's you can lovely. see, I'm a little bit disturbed. It's a flipping. Everybody laughs when I say I've, put, I've got some kind of brain damage from glue sniffing for years. So I'm, I'm, I'm not like, I'm not, <laughs> can't help it. But, you know, it's not, and it's not funny. It's not laughing. I'm not laughing. Why would I laugh? No, it is. You can feel your brain cells popping when you do it, and you go, but it's worth it. It's fucking worth it. But it's not, obviously. It's left me a bit nutcasey, but who cares? Listen, well, we no. love you, and you Thank you. Keep, I love you, you keep being you. You keep well, being you, because, uh, help. listen. It's too late to no, change no, now. Right, yes. <laughs> see, see if you come to Manchester, I'll see you in Belfast, and... Glory, glory, Man United. Yeah. This is the one. None of that, all right. But listen, ne ne next time our paths cross, we're uh, we're have, we're have a good catch up. You look Definitely. after yourself. I'll be out with your missus instead, though. Yeah, I know that's what I'm worried about. Yeah, you won't see it. She can go to the shop for me as long as she can go to the shop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Take care. God bless you. Thank you. You're nice welcome. To see you. Take care. Anytime. Take, Take care. care. See you. Bye bye. bye, -bye. bye, -bye. Don't have to turn it off. Neither do I. I just have to. I'll do it. I'll have to smash my phone. No, we don't. I'll that. I'll see you soon. It's a magic mug. A man of illusion. A magic dog. The one the mud. I'm the magic mug.